Welcome back, football fans. Once again, you have reached pay dirt. I'm here with my man, Pay Saunders, and I'm your host, Brandon Herring, a.k.a. B-Dirt, going over all your NFL football pick-ems. Pay, uh, on location, in Chi-Town this week. How's things going out there, Pay? Man, you know, the weather's great, man. We're loving it in Chicago. The sun's not out. I would love to see some sun, some sunshine, but as long as the snow on the ground is, it's, it's not enough and it's just the right amount of dirty for people not to put it in their, take it in their house and put it in the blender and make it into ice cream. So I'm not, it's not too bad. How's it going over there in uh, many streets of, uh, what, Upper Pennsylvania, Upper Pittsburgh? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm south now. South. south. I moved to the south. Is I was north of. Uh, you know, same thing. Overcast, gray, drizzly. Uh, it's just been it's been pretty miserable. It's uh, a little Seattle esque uh, these days here. So, but hey, I got out last weekend. Uh, you know, got to see some family, so that was good. And. Um, after a little bit of a rough start, rebounded for one heck of a good week. Uh-huh. So ended up six and two off of the uh, the bets on the podcast for me last week. Um, and and seven and two when I added the Packers when that line jumped to ten and a half, which we talked about not expecting that line to jump. Uh-huh. It was only fifty four percent of the money was on the 49ers, but. They wanted to even that boy out, so they uh, they they pushed that up to ten and a half, and I jumped on it. My best um, my best bet of the week then was that over in the Lions game. That was my heaviest bet. That was a pretty easy one. And then um, you know I'm wearing this I'm wearing a sweatshirt for those of you that can't uh, can't see this. Just listen to it on your podcast. Wearing a hoodie that says "Life's too short to bet the under." And that's kind of been my mantra the past couple of weeks, and I think that's going to stand true for this week as well. Mike Evans over 68 and a half uh, passing yards. He had 147. McCaffrey uh, over 92 and a half yards rushing. That last drive, 98. He goes to 98. And then uh, Jamison Williams, 34 and a half yards receiving, and he ends up with 35. The only one I didn't hit was OBJ, and uh, I got the Texans wrong to the Ravens, and man, did the Ravens look good, Pay. Try to tell you. Yeah, you keep telling me. I don't listen. <laughs> so, let's talk about my weekend, my football weekend. It was a little bit more seesaw, a little more back and forth. It's so, a roller coaster. Man, so I had a 13-leg parlay. Of course it didn't hit because I wouldn't be here today if it did. Um, I Let's just run through it. Let's run through it. So my Saturday was crap. Parlay was failed, like, right out the gate. So with the, sat- with the first game, Ravens versus Houston, I had Schultz over 34 and a half. That's a win. That one hit. I want to know. I had Q 
Houston covered a nine and a half. Obviously, that didn't happen. They got the doors blown off of them in the second half, so I'm one and one. I had the under 43 and a half. That was also a hell. So I came out of the first game, one and two. Well, you felt good at halftime, too, didn't you? I did. I did. Ten, I felt ten. Good at right where you needed to be. I did. So going to the second game was the Packers in Green Bay. So I had, let's see, I, I, I remember us talking about that one, but I don't think I took anything out of that game other than San Francisco, not Packers and Green Bay. What am I talking about? Packers and 49ers. You're right, right. 49ers and the Packers. So out of that yeah, game, we, I had, we were both Ipsky on that game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nine and a half and 15 and a half over under. Uh, you know, was, we, we said we're going to pick every game as if we pick them, but we, I, I, I definitely at the end of the program said a couple of them I'm not betting. The Bills and Chiefs was another one I wasn't betting. Um, yeah, that was a tough game. But when it went to 10 and a half, I jumped, I jumped a unit on it. Yeah. Love that hook. As you should have. So, what I did... From that game. CMC first score. Another L. So I'm looking at one and three right now. San Francisco, nine and a half point phase. I took that. One and four. Another L. Over 58 and a half. Another L. My Saturday. I finished one and five. One and six. One and six. Come on, man. So all in all, I told you I had bet like five units. Right? That five units on the whole on the whole weekend, and I gotta tell you, my Sunday was a lot better. I made my money back and some. I got back in the black. Now let's, let's go through that story first. My first, I had a parlay. The first game, Detroit and Tampa Bay. I had seventy over seventy yards for Amara St. Brown. Hit Detroit six and a half. Hit over forty nine. Hit hit the parlay. The last game, the one we were both like, yeah, skittish about, right? Kansas City on the money line. Hit. I told you. I told you. Kansas City is in their heads. They are they are champions. They don't have to they don't have to win when it's when it's time to win, right? And the over 62 and a half for Isaiah Pacheco. Another hit. I was perfect on Sunday. Got back in the black. I'm happy about it. that 13-legger. You know, it was pie in the sky. It's a lotto ticket. I, I didn't have much faith in it, but they all sounded good on audio, right? Most definitely. And uh, I even had the bonus right for the folks at home. Sean Strickland lost to DDP in a decision and a very tight one at that. So I felt I felt lucky. Uh, Jameson Williams, I win by a half yard. DDP decision was a little bit controversial in the UFC. But hey, man, seven and two for a weekend, seven and two for a weekend. I don't care how you cut it. I, I'm, I, I was a little more like five and a five, five and five. If you put all the parlays and the individual picks together, uh, no, no. If you put the individual picks and and, and the parlays all all together, I was over five hundred. And like I said, I, I I ended up in the black, so I'm fine with that. Right, That's the most important thing. Oh, it's the only thing. All right, so here we are, championship weekend. Starting off with this AFC 
Uh, bittersweet here, AFC Championship game. It means there's one day of football, and there's only one more left after that. It's a little bit, a little sad, but hey, let's go. Uh, let's go into some really good games. We got Mr. AFC Championship game, Patrick Mahomes going into the Ravens' den. And uh, the Ravens are favored by four points at home, over under 44 and a half. What's, uh, what's your take on this one? Who you who you leaning towards right now? You my homie, B. You my homie. You ain't got to ask me that. You ain't got to ask me that. All right, you tell me why you're taking the Ravens in this game. The Ravens are winning the Super Bowl, dog. And I'm here, I'm here to let everybody know early. So, you know the same thing I said about, I said last week about Kansas City and Buffalo. Kansas City's got that championship swagger. If you was going to get them, you need to get them early because once they get rolling, it's going to be tough to stop them. But guess the things that make you are the things that break you. Kansas City, they got that championship swagger. That means they played a lot of games. They're going to be tired, worn down, and it's already showing in their injury report. Isaiah Pacheco has missed every practice so far this week as we're recording this on Thursday night. Not good. Um, I believe their right guard, Tunney, if I'm saying his name right, he's also dealing with an injury. I think he's got a um, a, a pectoral strain. I'm not sure if it's on the right or left side, but that's important. This is the most important, second most important injury on that team. You know why? One of the better players from the Ravens game last week, and one of the better players all season. In fact, I think he's a top five uh, player in his position. But that's a story that I talk about to the homies. If they let, if they give me the grounds, if they give me the room to actually speak about actual teams still playing, you know, they don't like to talk about football anymore. They talk about off season. But it, story for another day. Um, um, I forgot where I was. <laughs> right guard. Right guard. So one of the better players for the Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens plays defensive tackle. He's gonna he's gonna have a if your pectoral is strained, you can't really push. You can't do this. You definitely can't push nobody with some type of force. And you're gonna be having hell to pay messing with the Baltimore Ravens front uh defensive line. You are compromised in that position. Now, I said that was the number two most important injury they head into this game with. Yay. The number one. One of the guy that you expect to be the, their spy on Lamar Jackson. He may not play. I think he's in concussion protocol. If they if they have to put somebody new out there to watch Lamar, oh, oh, Oh man, it can get it can get bad. Somebody who maybe not as experienced, it can get bad, man. It can get bad. Lamar is. You saw what Lamar did in the second half. They uh, they they came out the came out the tunnel tied, and Lamar put the team on his back, put on his back with his arm and especially his legs. He let you know, like, all right, we gotta make we gotta make a we gotta make a play. Let me put my cape on. Everybody, get behind me. I'll lead you there. And if it's gotta be done, it's gotta be done. Yeah, you know, and we're looking at this. Um, the Ravens and the Chiefs have had the two best defenses in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, and 
The Ravens seem to be getting a little healthier. The Chiefs seem to be getting a little, um, a little unhealthy. The Ravens seem to be peaking at the right time in their season. And what I really like about the matchups, man, we we talked about all all year on multiple different podcasts. Best linebacker room in in, in football is in Baltimore. Yep. And, and they go sideline to sideline so well. Um, I really think that's the difference here with a, uh, a Kelsey. You know, I, I think Travis Kelsey has lost a little bit. He's a little dinged up. Had a pretty good game last week. You know, caught a couple touchdowns, whatever. I think they can minimalize him and force that ball to the receivers. Once you get past Rasheed Rice... Not a whole lot there to be desired. Now, I think Patrick Mahomes will still make some plays. Um, I, I, I think he'll still make some plays. If this is a 24-21 game, you know, the Chiefs still cover. The over hits. It's kind of in the area I see it. 27-21, 27-24, 28-24, somewhere in that little vicinity. All those numbers I said are over. Life's too short to bet the under. Give me the over in this game. I think the two best players on the field are these quarterbacks. And I it could be a backdoor cover situation uh, for the Chiefs. It could be whatever. I, I think they're going to put up plays. I think they're going to will themselves to put points on this board. Uh, and both teams have good field goal kickers as well, so I'm not going to dismiss that. So I'm going to take the over 44 and a half. Now the other prop bet has been, prop bet's been really good, knock on wood, for me so far in these playoffs. It's obvious to me, and uh, someone may have said this earlier in the year too, I'll leave it up to you uh, to tell it, but it's obvious to me that Lamar Jackson's got a favorite target. Um... And it's no longer the tight end. Zay Flowers over 41 and a half yards is easy money to me in this mm. game. think so. I think right. he's over 41 and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if he's over 41 and a half in the first half. I'm not going to disagree with you there. Um, I think Lamar, I won't, I won't go as far as say he has a favorite target. I think the favorite target is obviously anybody in the slot of running down the scene. I think that's obviously his favorite guy, whoever that may be. I try to tell you everybody the Ravens had the, you know, the Ravens had unquestionably the best, the best tight end room in the division, but, you know, what do I know? Um, I mean, I know Mark Andrews is coming back, but... He might he might be limited. He might only get yeah. playing certain packages, but yes, he should be back. Good, good end zone target, I think. Yeah. Um, but... I don't expect too much out of him coming back from that that broken ankle. Decoy, decoy at uh, I can see him being used out there as a decoy. If you put it out there, you got game plan for him. That's just more time you got to spend doing something you may not even have to do. So yeah, nothing, nothing wrong with that. I like the gamesmanship going there. Um, now as far as Zay, uh, forty-one and a half. I mean, it's not outside of the realm of possibility. I'm not gonna try to just you know talk you out of that. So, but I'm a little. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna put that in my slip. Just put it like that. 
I feel a little bit more confident since we're talking about props. In this game, I feel a little bit more confident about Jerry McKinnon maybe getting the anytime score. Like I already said, Pacheco's missing time. I don't I don't think he will not play because he didn't look too banged up last week, and I don't think he practiced the whole week last week either. But you know um, Jerry McKinnon. He's a favorite in that red zone. Mm-hmm. He's a favorite in that red zone for the uh, for the Kansas City team. So, I, I my every, with every day they're telling me Pacheco's not practicing. The more I feel like I want to put that anytime touchdown right there in, into that into that mix. Did you know Mark Andrews is plus two ten for anytime score? Hmm. Very interesting. I knew his over was uh, what 35, 30, it was 30 something yards. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tell you what, I I like I, I get why you're doing that. Again, that I'm not putting it on my bet slip. I'm more. Um, I think Zay Flowers is an easy one for me. You know, Legarius Sneed down with a calf strain last game. I mean. Weather's going to be a little bit better, but I don't. I mean, you know how calf strains are. I talked mm-hmm. about it when, uh, with Joe Burrow all year. Like, those aren't easy to pop back from the, the following right. week. You know, you tweak those, and I don't want to be chasing Zay Flowers around the field. So, I, I I'm, I'm, I like that one. Actually, I really like that one. The injuries might come back to bite them, man. You know, playing football is. I don't know if you knew this, but playing football is kind of dangerous. Yeah, bad for your health. Yeah, bad for your health. Bad for your health. Yeah, no doubt. But hey, we appreciate all you guys rocking with us. It's time to pay a couple bills before we uh, talk about the, the, the NFC game. So if you're on Spotify or Apple, um, I don't know if Google's gone yet, but it's gone pretty soon. So if you're listening on Google Podcasts, get it somewhere else. Go to Spotify. Hey, hey, I love, that's my favorite platform to listen to, listen to podcasts. They don't leave until April. You got until April 1st. Okay, you got until April? All right. Well, you want to, listen, I'm a Spotify guy myself. You want to go over there and check that out uh, just to get your backup plan on. Uh, but if you listen to that, go ahead, subscribe, share us with a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend. And um, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead, hit that thumbs up, and we will be right back after we pay these bills. Welcome back, football fans. Once again, you've reached Pay Dirt. I'm your host, Brandon Harry, a.k.a. B-Dirt, with your host, Pay Saunders. We have went over the AFC... uh, I think both of us are a little bit, you know, the AFC didn't have a whole lot to it. I didn't find a whole lot of meat on the bone. We did find some bets we liked. Um, interesting takes from both of us. So do your homework, figure out what you like and what you're comfortable with and roll with it. But this NFC game, kind of dig this one. Now, before we go too far in the AFC, I do want to get this one in. You said you do like the over. That's another one I'm a little skittish about. I, I I got this playing close to the line, close to that that 44, 45 point line. Uh, like you said, do your homework though. Do your. Homework. I had mine. I had mine somewhere between forty five and fifty two. Is where okay. I'm, I'm guessing it. Um, 
But I'm taking the over. I just the quarterbacks. I think figure way to get. Hey man, life's too short to bet the under. Hey, you, listen, you bet the under last week. I bet the over. You know, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Sometimes hey. I bet the under all year. Sometimes all year. I, thing. I had no opportunity to wear or say anything like this all mm-hmm. year. But now that we've gotten the Steelers out of the way, the Iowa Hawkeyes out of the way, we can actually <laughs> talk about some overs now. Hey, sometimes that team that's pretty good at defense scores some points too. You know, how about that? It does. It does happen. Um, Lions are at the 49ers. The 49ers are seven point home favorites over under 51 and a half. Um, Debo 50 50 chance is what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Or Debo Samuels was 49ers. Uh, but I don't expect this to be. I mean, 51 and a half seems pretty fair for me. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to, they're going to definitely score some points. Um, the Lions secondary has been known to give up a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, 81 and a half. I'm staring at, but I haven't pulled a trigger on yet. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown at 85 and a half. Staring at, but I haven't pulled the trigger yet. So, so. Those are two that I'm on the fence on right now. So I want to get your thoughts on this game in general. And if you have any thoughts on those two that I'm on the fence on, by all means, share away. Now, I tried to t- I told everybody early on when we started recording this for the first time, we don't do this for content, right? I don't, I'm not just saying, I'm just not, I'm not calling, cow herding it. I'm not just throwing stuff out there that that's for, um, for digestion, just just oh. just just to say the thing, right? No, we share the receipts in our in our group chat a lot of yes, times. We do. Yes, we we do. we are, we are placing these bets, right? Yeah, right. yes, yes, we are. Yes, we are. Um, I like your money just as much as I like my own. I'm not going to tell you something, say take my advice, and then I just sell you up the river. No, 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 no. Now, well, some other shows that I do, they are content. <laughs> like the one I just recorded before we started doing this show, my NFC North homie show. I picked the Lions there. And why did I pick the Lions? Plan to the crowd. Plan to the crowd. I was a Lions to win. Do I believe they're going to win? Do I believe them enough that they're going to put some money on it? I do not. Now, if Debo don't play, that is a huge development. Mm-hmm. B, one question. Do you well two questions? Do you remember San Francisco going on a losing streak this season? Playing the Bengals right in the middle of it. Yes, sir, I do. Yeah, all right. Do you remember what key player was missing from all three of those games? Mr. Debo Samuels. There you go. There you go. Debo Samuels is a unique player in this league. He is the he is the rare wide receiver yeah. that that can alter a betting line because their offense is a lot worse without them. I saw a stat earlier. Their offense is three yards worse without him in it. Three yards per play. Let me just, let me, let me put that back. I got that. Three yards per play. play. That's huge. That is a lot. That is a lot. If Debo contributes that type of um, offensive share, to that offense, ugh, and he's not there. I have extreme reservations about 
the timing of this offense, which is which is based on timing. CMC is an all-world. So is Kittle. Love him. Brandon Ayuk is all-world as well. He's got talent. But without Debo, I'm, I, I'm not too confident. Now, and that brings me back to the whole thing. San Francisco seven-point favorites. Now, this part I did say on NFC North homies. Check it out wherever you get your podcast. That seven-point line is disrespectful. Detroit is going to play this game a lot closer to that. They're going to scratch and claw, pun intended, to keep that game close. I got it. I got it around that 50. What was it? What's the line? 52? 51 and a half. 51 and a half. I got it going around there. In fact, I wouldn't be too, I wouldn't be upset if, if it goes over. In fact, I, I can see it going over, but I got it like a four point game. Either way, with either team, it's going to stay in that four point margin. 28 24. Boom. That sounds, that sounds fair. That sounds really fair. 28 24. In fact, I would think something like 31 25, something like that sounds incredibly um realistic and could it could that be detroit on the uh, on the on the end winning in i mean wouldn't shock me you know why it could in my mind fourth down mm. fourth down dan campbell is not afraid of so if they if they can convert a couple of those fourth because you know they're gonna do some fourth down tries, you know fourth and three, fourth and five, they're not scared of those. If he converts a couple of those, could change the momentum of the game. That's correct. Dan Gamble, Dan like Gamble, <laughs> man Gamble, right. Right, I love it. I love it out of him. It makes the game so much fun. It puts the intensity on every play. Um, so here's what I'm looking at from this game. I like I like the props more than I like the lines. You know, that's very rare. Usually I love to jump in, jump into the lines, see what's happening, because that's where I'll, that's where the good money's at. So Detroit plus seven sounds very like it's like give me money right now, right? Other than that, I'm not touching anything with the San Francisco offense because everything is predicated on Debo, you know. But I do like, I do like St. Brown. St. Brown is easy money. I've put St. Brown in so many props this year. I can't, I've lost count. He is easy money. Um, they've got him right now as a his 85 and a half. 85 and a half. You got to it before I could. So 85 and a half. I got it written down with a question mark right. You don't you, you're not certain on that? Well, you know you can always do the alternate. Let's talk about those alternate lines. So if you're if you're a little unsure about what they give you, the 85 B. Why not think an alternate, right? Yeah. Especially if you're gonna put it in a parlor. Exactly. Yeah. So on DraftKings. I'm a Ross St. Brown's alternate receiving yards for let's say 70, just like I had it last year, last week. It's minus 210. That's, I mean, the uh, the odds on that pretty much tells you, like, okay, they think that's possible. All right. If you want to put it in a parlay, if you're, you're a little skittish, I would take the 70. Take the 70. I think 70 is easy money, right? Am I saying, am I saying something crazy there, B Derek? No, not at all. Not at all. 
Yeah, he's he's turned out to be not only is he a favorite target of Jared Goff, which by the way we keep ignoring the fact Jared Goff right now is by all rankings is a top five quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, big surprise to everybody, but that's the way he's played this year, and that's his favorite target and his security blanket. And he does get he runs hard after the catch. Which is one of the reasons why I don't like Debo missing. You know, Debo's dealing with the same injury Mm -hmm. they dealt with earlier in the year with the same shoulder. Um, They're saying it's not cracked like it was then, but it's, you know, dinged up, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. The way he runs, man, that's going to be tough. It's going to be hard for him to play like that. Yeah. I got a little stat for you, a little statuski. Including the playoffs, that's what nineteen games. Amaron St. Brown has to add seventy yards or better in sixteen of them. Mm-mm. That's a lot. It's a lot. I, like I said, the odds tell you it's free money. I will take that if I'm going to build a parlay. That's one of I'm very sure that it's going to pop for me. I like that one. I definitely like that one. How do you um, feel about CMC? I mean, he's what favorite to win off- offensive player of the year? Yeah, you know, I think the, the Lions had a better running defense than they did a passing defense, but right. CMC is special. Uh, his over under is 86 and a half. I probably have him as a half unit bet just because I think he's going to step up, especially with Debo being dinged up. But he's not my favorite one. On um, he's not my favorite one uh, on the prop bets for the 49ers. I actually do have one prop bet on the 49ers. I know you're you're kind of off of them. I got one I'm on, despite how the Lions game ended last week with an interception by a linebacker. <laughs> Their linebackers have been pretty poor in coverage this year. Debo Samuel, uh, at, at, wor- at, at best case scenario, is going to play hurt. George Kittle over 62 and a half yards. Come on down. I got him getting over 80 yards. Huh, 80. He might do. <laughs> Kittle was good for t- doing that, getting majority of that in one play. He'll go up, you know, man, line him up inside. They'll do a drag, get catch, catch somebody lacking, catch, catch the zone in a soft spot and take it up the sideline. Well, 53 yards. Yeah. Hey, that's almost like a safe bet, too. 80, 80 yards. I might, I'm, I'm going to put that in my slip, B. 62 and a half is the over under on him right now. Yeah. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. What's something else? Let's see. Let's see. What else? What else? Something juicy. I already said I like the I like the Lions plus seven. I think that I think that line is itching, itching it paid me, itching. We all we both like the total fifty one and a half. We think that's thing that can go over. I'm a little more eh, skittish on that one. I might just go ahead and take it. They f it, you know. Um, that might be uh, if the if the first game goes really well, maybe we put a little ducking on that on that. 
you know what i forgot i forgot what channel this was i forgot what uh what show we were doing i said f it uh if this was the steel curtain network you know i was talking like that uh, um no nah, 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 don't worry about it <laughs> uh let's see sam laporta he's been dinged up they signed um former philadelphia eagle tight end um, i'm blanking on his name right now um to to the practice squad zach ertz they signed zach ertz to the practice squad some thinking I mean, he might get activated for this game just so it can get, just because you know for whatever reasons sam laporte is a little too dinged up to go so they need another another big body out there that can catch passes in the in the red zone I got a two-parter. Zach Ertz is plus 4,000. First time, first TD score. And he's... Uh, and he's plus 1,200. Anytime score. How does that... Well, plus 550, I'm sorry. Anytime score. How do we feel? I mean, you know, risking it right there on Zach Ertz. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. He'll he'll have a handful of plays. Yeah, yeah. You know, if anybody is activated and brought into the game this quick, this soon to a gameplay, this late in the game install, you know where their name is. For those who are not, you know, certain about football, the first package of plays you get into, red zone. If it's going to put any package, he's going to be put in red zone. You ain't got to know too. You ain't got to know too much. You just hey, run this way. Look at the quarterback. I I, li- I kind of like that five fifty anytime score. I might do that straight up. I'm not gonna put that in the lay. <laughs> I'm gonna do that straight up. See what happens. Take a flyer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, high high risk, high reward. Definitely, definitely. Um, I do have one more. All right. So, you know, San Francisco's got good speed at linebacker. Mm-hmm. They got good speed at edge rushers. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at the tandem of running backs for the Detroit Lions, Jameer Gibbs has got that explosive play. Um, get outside, does go through the box, but you know, tends to tends to make that cut to the outside. Um, where David Montgomery. As you know, more of a hammer runs between the tackles. Uh, can slip, can can be a little slippery, but but would rather use his power game. So I see Jameer Gibbs if he's going to make a splash in this game. I think it's going to be more from the passing aspect, um, unless he catches one of those really good edge rushers from. Um, San Francisco just crashing down um, and he can get outside of them. But I, I think that's less likely. What I've seen recently, both games in the playoffs, the 49ers have given up over 100 yards rushing. And where I've seen success is I don't, I don't think we're getting the same Javon Hargrave that we saw in Pittsburgh or Philadelphia last year. I think he's lost a little bit as far as uh, getting off the block as much as he did. Now, he's still a good player, but I don't think he is what he was. Uh, and because of that, I think 
David Montgomery over 43 and a half yards rushing. I think that's going to be the tone center. That's going to be, um, you know, San Francisco's a very physical team. Wants to punch you in the mouth and wants to bully you. Uh, and I think Detroit is kind of cut out of a similar cloth. And I think that's their way of doing it. Is that the hammer in this game for them will be David Montgomery. I think he gets around 60, 65 yards. Um, wouldn't be surprised if he got 75. You know what I mean? So because of that, I'm taking that over on David Montgomery, 43 and a half. I, I I forget what show I was on. You do so many shows, right? I forget what show I was talking to. I was talking about, and I was trying to point out that as great as San Francisco is, they are vulnerable in one key area, and you just highlighted it. They have been susceptible to getting gashed in between the tackles. They've got they've got a great D line. They've got a great front seven. Um, Fred Warner is probably the best linebacker in the game outside of Roro, Roquan uh, Smith. However, all season, teams have found success in just not stretching, not doing um, stretch plays, not running outside, just going right at them. You know, a little power action through the, through the two-hole. A little couple of gives through the, uh, through the one back, through the one gap. You know, there's stuff like that. People have, they've found success. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I like Detroit's running running chances to run the ball on them. You said David Montgomery over 30, 43 and a half. I love yep. it. Demir Gribbs over 47 and a half. I don't love that as much. In fact, I would probably do a total yard um lay on Jameer. I like so, that. Because, you know, I and I would probably put it at somewhere, let's see. They've have his run, rush plus receiving yards at 75 and a half, minus 110. Um, I'm going to alt that. <laughs> yep, I'm going to alt it. I'm going to put it at, ugh, they've only got it. They got 50, 75, 100, and 125. I mean, 50 is minus 425. It's not, not a lot of money out of there. Again, this is a strict, strictly for lay. I think Jameer Gibbs is better than, better he gets 50 total yards. Um, you know what? F it. I'm gonna do the I'm gonna not do alternative. I'm gonna stick to the 75 and a half. Mm. I'm gonna stay there, which is and you know, here's a here's something a little interesting. The straight up rush plus receiving yard for Jameer Gibbs is over 75 and a half for minus 110. The alternate rush receiving yards for Jameer Gibbs 75 plus still is the same 110 so if you're looking for that hook that hook might uh the hook is in one place but it pays the same that's good to know um yeah I'm just I I really like that David Montgomery play uh Mm -hmm. when you look at the 49ers and and similar running styles that they've uh faced as far as David Montgomery's running style. I, I look at Zach Charbonnet uh, from Seattle, averaged five yards a carry. James Conner averaged six yards a carry um, against them for over 80. I think that's kind of the the, the comps as far as running styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I like, I think they're going to give him more than 10 carries. So if he averages a Zach Charbonnet, 
who I think he's a little bit better than and gets more than 10 carries, we're, we're cashing. So, yep. So you've talked me into Amon Ross St. Like Brown. I'm still on George Kittle. I'm on David Montgomery, and I've got a I've got a probably a half unit on Christian McCaffrey's got to prove me wrong. <laughs> he just he's he's been my Amon Ra for for you. He just been anytime touchdown and <laughs> over the yards, you can go to the bank. Yeah, not mad at it. I'm putting these picks in right now, B. All right. Any other uh, any other picks? Anything you uh, you want to nuggets of wisdom or anything you want to tell the people before we start putting a bow on this? Um, you know, again, DraftKings doesn't give you those uh, bas- uh, college basketball lines days out in advance. I'm going to tell you again, we're going to win, but you know, it's a Saturday game. If you if you keep your bet slips open long enough, you got the free one from me. Nuclean's gonna take that. So you're back on it. Um, Other than that, I I got nothing. I got nothing for UFC uh, this week. Uh, you know, pretty good, pretty good uh, bets from them. Pretty good things from them um, last week, but uh, this week I got nothing. So those are my bets. I'm uh, I'm over against Pay's better judgment in the Chiefs and Ravens. I'm over Zay Flowers receiving yards. I'm over Christian McCaffrey 86 and a half rushing. I'm over David Montgomery 43 and a half. Probably going to be my big bet of the week. Uh, I'm over George Kittle 62 and a half. And I'm over Amon Ross St. Brown, 85 and a half. I'm living by the mantra on my hoodie. Life's too short to bet the under. Let's get after it. And uh, hey, it. like we've said, man, this. we're both picking the Ravens. We're both picking the Ravens. So I, I, I think it's. Hey, what did my favorite TV show, The Wire, set in Baltimore? Oof. One of the most indelible TV characters of the 21st century, Omar Little. One of his famous lines: "Omar don't scare," and that's the Ravens. Never. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. You heard it. And- and I said it two years ago after the Bengals lost to the Rams. I said that the AFC was going to win the next three Super Bowls. And good friends of ours, mm. who we do some shows with, laughed and blah, blah, blah. The Eagles are the best team. Dallas Cowboys are good. The 49ers, whatever. It was real simple to me. And I'm not going to go through the list of top eight versus top eight quarterbacks, but I want to take, I want you to take a look at this picture. I think the quarterbacks bar none, the most important person on the field. 
You putting your money on the two guys on the left or the two guys on the right? That's Brock Purdy Mm. and Jared Goff on the left, or are you going to trust Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson on your right? Yep. Who's going to take the trophy home? I love the story of Jared Goff. I love everything about it. I know there's some people that have pointed at uh, Lamar Jackson and said that, you know, he hasn't had that kind of postseason success. He's ran into a buzzsaw before. And he's uh, he's been banged up or, or injured. This is his first time I think he's been real healthy uh, in the past three years for the playoffs. So I'm taking that AFC, man. I think the AFC brings it home. I, and I really think the Ravens are going to win that game. So that's where my money's at too, thanks. So... Without further ado, you've got our picks for the weekend. Study them, see what you like. Pay attention Let's to that to weather on those over. Pay attention to that weather on those over unders. We got two outdoor games and two places it likes to rain. Could get slick, and uh, that might help the running uh, <laughs> the running overs as well. But other than that, we got one more week of football left. Well, we're not sure about the schedule coming up for next week. We may get to get on here and talk about some, uh, some how the last week went and uh, some of our, you know, kind of strategies when we're betting games and things of that nature. Something short and sweet for you, and then we'll get into the, we'll get into that Super Bowl action the following week. So yes, for Pay Saunders, I and Brandon Harriet. AKA B Dirt. We thank you for checking us out, rocking with us, giving us those likes, subscriptions, and everything else. Check us next week as we hit pay dirt. <laughs>